Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. we should get started since we're going to talk about the book oh this this was i i probably should say this is a book that i sent natalie a text that said if you don't read and cover this book on the podcast we cannot be friends anymore <laughs> yes all right well hello and welcome to trigger warning romance everybody <laughs> i'm nat and rara is back hello from pink kink podcast and she has like she said <laughs> She texted me and she was like, hey, Nat, if you don't cover this book. (laughs) Was I wrong? Was I wrong? No, you brought us a gem. (laughs) All the things you tell me you want in a dark romance. I got it for you. You did. You certainly did. It had all the triggers that I needed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Let's get into it. We read Unhinged Desires by Kylie Kent. I've never read anything by (gasps) Kylie Kent before, have you? Oh, I have read these characters that are in this book, at least the the male character, Mm -hmm. is the children of characters that were in a previous set of books. Ah. And the aunts, the uncles, the cousins all have books. And yes, I have read them all. (laughs) Okay. And they're all as unhinged as this book? No. This oh, is the okay. unhingiest. Is okay. that a word? I guess. Um, yes. That's not true. His uncle's book is, okay. is also sort of unhinged. I'm going to have to go back and read that one then. Yeah. But this one ended on a cliffy. <laughs> I'm at, I was at work and it was a break. So I had to scream in silence because <laughs> did anybody like to go, what are you doing? Yes. And I, and did you read the, um, the blurb for the next book? No, <gasps> I did not read the blurb for the yeah. next book <laughs> because I saw it was a, a you know clippy, and then you had told me that the next book doesn't come out for is it September that the next book is coming? No, out? I think I think it's August. I, August. I don't think I'm I'm having to suffer that long. Okay, so yeah, I was like, I guess I'll just wait for the next one. I didn't even go looking because I yeah. I'm not as much of a masochist as you, I guess. Yes. No, this is this is the text I said. No worries. That scream you just heard was just me because Unhinged ends in a fucking cliffhanger and part two doesn't come out until August 14th. Uh, oh, man, that's my brother's birthday. Oh, Happy birthday to him and to me. So, <laughs> so just, you know, like two and a half, three more weeks. Yeah, yeah. I got this. It's fine. I'm twitching, but it's fine. Yes. So this let's let's talk about this book. It was um, we're going to spoil it. So everybody, if you don't know this podcast, like we spoil everything and we bounce all over the place because my husband's not here to keep us on track. So (laughs) I feel like last the last episode was the only episode that I went in chronological order of the book. That's because he was here and he cannot with my ADHD brain. So, Uh. See, my Virgo needs it to be in chronological order, but I'm used to working with somebody with ADHD because Dara has it. Yes. So. <laughs> You're going to have to suffer with me as well. That's, that's fine. Sorry. Masochist, remember? I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. This was a stalker book, a dark, stalker, obsessive book. And there was a lot of pigs in this book that I did not what? expect. <laughs> A lot of well, did you know? Did you know that about pigs? I did because, um, and some people might know this. I don't know if I've talked about it on podcast, but um, I'm not from here. I'm from Georgia Republic, and my grandpa had a farm, 
And we had all sorts of animals, including pigs. And I actually raised little teeny tiny baby piggies when I was a teeny tiny baby myself. So I have a stupid amount of knowledge about pigs. <laughs> yeah. See, for those who might not know, apparently pigs are very handy when disposing of dead bodies mm-hmm. because they will eat everything leaving no, no evidence yeah they leave they eat almost every part of the human like body and so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of pigs in this it was when when they had sex next to the pig is when i was like i don't <laughs> i don't know how i feel about this like is this my limit right here <laughs> did we finally find a limit for you possibly because I don't know. It just felt weird and wrong to me. Like, but I'm also one of those people who like can't really have sex with like a cat or a dog in the room either. Yeah, my cat, my cat, not the cat I currently have, but a previous cat would just sit on the dresser and watch. Yeah. And I swear would if she could, she would have held up little placards. That's only a 7.3. Sorry, the finish <laughs> finish was not great. And so not going to give it, can't give it a 10. Um, I had a dog when Mrs. Savage and I were first dating and we moved into an apartment together and she came with us and that dog was uh, extremely attached to me and she just always wanted to get involved and it was very like we had to lock her out of the room like a toddler and then she'd sit there and bark the whole time it was Ugh. it was not great that's not fun no <laughs> no no but, but this book is the actual title is Unhinged Desires, A Dark Romance, Sick Love Duet, book one. Like yes. it's it screams at the at the title to be prepared. Yes. And we were prepared. I I mean, like I said, a lot of this book had like my crack moments in it. You know, the the like insta love I love. I love the the fact that our hero you, you can tell that he was there's clearly something wrong with him yeah. on a psychological <laughs> level, oh, yeah. which he knew. Yeah, apparently his whole family knew. That was the other part that was baffling and to me, like how normal his family was, but also how like his dad would just chastise him, be like, "Could we please not murder anybody? I'm tired of cleaning up your your your, okay. your stuff." So I so the dad's book. Mm-hmm was um the second book i read it was the second book in the series and the dad and the dad's brother uncle zach they were i kind of call them like mafia light like they weren't officially mafia because this also takes place in australia yes which is interesting they were um but they ran like casinos and underground fighting and bars and so they had a lot of money and people knew you don't mess with them. Yeah, I could tell because he just kept saying like the McKinley name just gave him so much power. And I was like, what's this McKinley name? Mm-hmm. But you can tell the way the author wrote it that like all those background characters were definitely somebody, you know, like almost like a, a visiting. And because I haven't read the other books, I was like, I don't really care about these people. Move on. Uh, move on. <laughs> see, And for me, it was fun having read them all. Including yeah. including all the cousins' books, so it was fun to to come back and have them come in. And they were more your stereotypical. I'm an alpha male, and I'm very possessive. And mm-hmm. if somebody hurts my woman, I will hurt them harder. Type stuff. Dominic was next level. Yes, he was because he. When I when I tell you this book was hysterical, it reminded me a little bit of Haunting Adeline. Have you read that one? Brown? I have not read that yet. Okay, that that's similar vibes, like a stalker, you know, who becomes obsessed and cuts hands off of people because yeah, yeah. because they touched they touched his woman. The mm-hmm. hands must come off. Yes. Spoiler alert for anybody who has not read. I don't know. Do you want me to spoil it for you, Rara? Or- oh, you can. Okay. I I know it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, so spoiler alert, we've covered it on the podcast, so you probably already heard it if you're a listener. But um, in Haunting Adeline, the heroine goes to a bar, much like much like this heroine does with her friend, and she gets involved with a a guy, and she gets a text message from the hero saying, 
don't let him touch you or he will suffer the consequences and I will send you his hand in a box. And she like blew him off and took took the guy home. It was a very unromance novel like thing because she had the not the hero, but the guy that she took home ate her out. And like they had great sexual chemistry together. Right. Usually that doesn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Usually it's. But anyway. And so our hero interrupts them and then he does dispose of the mail and send her a hand in a mail in, in the mail, his hand in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, Dom didn't send anybody's hand to her that I remember, but I know he uh, did send a text at one point saying, don't let him touch you. Yes. No, there was no hand to send because he disposed of that man and gave him to the pigs. Pigs, that's right. Yes. So, Well, there's there's cameras throughout her apartment. Yes. He's got GPS on her car. And her cell phone. He's cloned her cell phone so that he can see any and all all text messages that she gets. Mm-hmm. They're college students. He has warned any and all guys at the college, if you want to live, you will stay away from her. He comes into her room at night when she's sleeping and stands over her. He's stolen her underwear and taken that home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's done it all. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> he bought... He buys her like what was it a three hundred thousand dollar diamond necklace and earring set and no, match. Yes. i should forget matches. the earrings yes of course of yeah. course yeah it he again he's a rich hair hero which is how he gets away with a lot of this stuff what i liked is that she was also a rich rich heroine a lot of times it's like the the heroine is poor and mm-hmm. she has some sort of levity against him because her brother is a powerful attorney and like her family is powerful in their own right. So I liked that. I mean, she stood no chance against him. Let's let's put it. Well, and then the mothers started matchmaking. That was so funny. I love it, especially his mother, because she knows her son is um, different. Mm-hmm. And yet he's like, she's like, oh, is she pretty sweetheart. Like, do you like her? <laughs> what she like? And then, yeah, they uh, they set up a charity event and they put him at the same table, which I loved that moment, that moment, because he at that point had made her come twice through the phone, like through phone sex, phone sex without her knowing who it is. Yes. And then they meet and they have the, the handshake and like the whole as soon as they touch, like sparks, lightning, fireworks, you know, the, the feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he says hello to her and sh- her face just drops. She recognized his voice. Yes. And then she ran to the bathroom where he cornered her in the stall. And made her come again. With his actual hand. Yeah. Yeah. I love that there's condoms in this book. They did. They talked about condoms and I thought of you. You should. Yeah. I I highlighted it because I was, I'm telling you, I have not read a condom in quite a while, if ever. And although the last time they had sex, I don't think they used the condom because... It said he spilled inside of her. Well, they were. I thought she was on birth control. So eventually. Was she? Okay. I'm not sure because, like I said, they were like, there was no mention of a condom going on. And they were also there. The author was very diligent in saying, like, he unwrapped it and were like, he heard, she heard rustling or something yeah. to that effect. So it was, it was a fun, it was a fun little throwback to me. I was like, ooh, condoms. <laughs> I loved the admitting that. So there's a line in it where she thinks to herself, I guess if you're going to have a crazed stalker, it's better that he have money to buy decent crappy ass gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, isn't this the truth? When they're rich, it's slightly less stalkerish, the behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And when they're good looking as well. Right. And give apparently great orgasms. I mean, that that's always a, a plus in my book, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, he stalks her. He sends her those blue, is it? tulips or lilies or something tulips blue tulips in like a crystal vase or and she's like and she's like i know money this is a this is a very expensive vase that showed up in the middle of my house but the way he just like played with her head Mm. because she she always felt like somebody was watching her right so she was paranoid so when she'd get home and she'd feel like somebody was there whatever she'd go she'd have this pattern of always opening up the cabinets to look yes could she find something she never found any of the cameras so the one time he's like in the house with her, 
he he tells her you don't have you don't have to open up the cabinets and she's like yeah you know about the cabinets <laughs> yes um i also love that he said that like she checked everywhere but the elevator which is where he was yes um it was a service elevator that's why yeah which is funny the other like crack put it in my veins which I loved in this book is the he can't touch her because he's afraid he's going to hurt her. Like he wants to hurt her, but he also wants to protect her. And he's like at odds with himself. Right. I loved that teeter tottering and how eventually when she became okay with him, how she teased him with it. You know, yeah. she showed up and was like, you won't. I love I love these things. It's like, no, you will never hurt me. And I'm like, girl, you are all you too stupid to live. But that's OK. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the traditional where. She changes him and for the better. Like there's a thing where she, where he sings to himself, she's so vulnerable right now at my mercy. I could do anything I wanted and there would be nothing she could do to stop me. Mm-hmm. I could really hurt her and this game, my misery, my obsession. But even as I realize all this, I realize something else. Those thoughts are not nearly as enticing as they once were. Yeah, I love it. It's like I told you, this book was my crack. Like everything in this book was amazing. The touch her and die, the jealous possessive the stalking mm-hmm. the not the well, yeah non-con because he definitely in the beginning uh forced himself upon her in that in that bathroom stall <laughs> yeah even though she liked it yeah well the whole thing i mean it's just what was interesting is is for all that she didn't like him initially because he also came from money and she mm-hmm. just kind of thought, I'd like to get away and be with somebody different. Mm-hmm. It eventually became a draw because she's like, you understand. You understand what it's like to not be seen for who you actually are. Yeah. But for the way society looks at you because of your last name and the money and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also really loved at the end when he was planning the date because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, They've gone through this kind of like roller coaster of a relationship. And she points out, like, because he says, Oh, you're my girlfriend. And she's like, You never asked me out. We are not going out. We are fuck buddies. You are my stalker that with benefits, but you know, you never asked me out. So this is this even we've not even been on a date. And so he finally he asks her out and he tells her to be ready at seven or whatever. And then he goes to plan a date. But he's never taken anybody on a date before, so he's no idea what to do. <laughs> so I love that. I love, again, because I had read all the books, so I knew all these extended characters. I love how the family came in to, like, help him. They were like, we've never seen you this obsessed with a girl before. We're not sure this is healthy or not. Do you need us to help you go away and be away from her so that you don't do something that you can't come back from? Yeah. You know, or his female cousin who apparently is as crazy as he is, went to to Lucy and was at the bar was like, you need to not get a drink from that guy. You need to just stop doing this. This is not yeah. going to end well. Yeah. His other cousin helped him plan the date. The self-defense situation was hysterical. Yes. Because she decided to go take a self-defense class because she like has a stalker saying she was felt well at that point i don't think she knew she had a stalker but she was just like somebody's watching me like i just feel it you know i feel creeped out and i just have this scary feeling and he loved that fear on her face he loved that fear on her face so she went and took self-defense classes at his family's gym (laughs) so he shows up to watch the cameras and some sleazy instructor man puts his hands on her and it's over it's over yeah we don't quite know what happened to that sleazy instructor guy. He was just there one day and gone the next. Yeah, he never showed back up for work. Amazing. Amazing. It's true. So then they brought in his female cousin. Yes. Who was teaching the class. and she, and he, But he would always go to the gym on those days and hide in the office and watch through the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the... The trackers were amazing. I love trackers in a book. I wish he put a tracker in her actual body, but I guess we haven't gone to that level yet. He hasn't needed to. I guess not. He was fine with it just the way it was. And he was able to keep track of her all the time. Yeah. Because even if she was going somewhere, she would text it to somebody else and he could read her texts. That's true. Yeah. And like I said, most people go somewhere with their phones anyway. And I think he was tracking her phone as well. So what else do we need to talk? Oh, I mean, we need to talk about that sex scene 
in the barn next to the ah. next to the pig. <laughs> yeah, well, we should say he ended up buying a farm with pigs on purpose because he had a feeling he was going to have to kill a couple more people. Yeah. He just could feel within himself too many people were upsetting him with what they were doing with her and they might touch her. They might look at her. And so he was going to he was going to need the pigs. So he went out and bought a whole farm with the pigs just to kill people and dispose of bodies. And then they that was the only thing I was like, it was kind of like maybe a little bit of a date because he did take her to that farm to to show her around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ended up getting in a fight and then she taunted him and then he ended up tying her up with his belt around her throat. Yeah, but she liked. She did like that, yeah. <laughs> and then they, I think he ate her out and then they had sex. Mm-hmm. That, that, Like I said, that was all great. But just the fact that they were right next to that pig, I don't know, for some reason, just, <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait, is the pig still there? Well, do pigs smell? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not them themselves, you know, but like inevitably pigs poop. Everybody poops. Pigs actually are quite clean animals in general. They're they're kind of like dogs in a way where they will only poop in one spot. Like they just won't poop anywhere. Like they go, they have like almost like a toilet spot. Yep. <laughs> so um, it's easier to keep them clean and they... they they're clean animals, um, but like I said, I know a little too much about pigs. But <laughs> uh, and they're really smart animals, which is why I'm like mm-hmm. that pig were totally. They were observing sh- schmexy times going on right next to their pen. <laughs> There's a time where she and her BFF went to a bar and got rip roaring drunk. Mm. right and then dom ended up following her because he didn't know that's where she was and some biker dude or something like was trying to stop her from leaving oh that was at the very end yes so yeah so then dom went a little bad shit crazy over being touched and then so he sent her back to his place right and she went back to his apartment he'd been back to his house condo apartment i don't know what it was and decided that he needed things messed up. Everything was too perfect. It was too much in, in everything in his place. And he needed to be loosened up. And that's what she could do for him. So she moved everything around. Oh, that was when. And then no, got arrested. That was a different time. But yes. Oh, was that a different time? Yes. Oh. So that was when her and her friend, which I'm assuming are going to get their own book with um, her friend and her brother, Char and Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had a book yet, right? No, they have not. Because it seemed like they were setting the book up in this book. But um, she w- she knew at that point she had a stalker and she wanted to get back at him. So they went out and they got wasted, like you said. And then they broke up, broke into his apartment because his keypad and everything was her birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah. So they went and they um they rearranged like all his because he's a very OCD type of person so they rearranged all his clothes they like like just made a mess of the apartment but yes then they did get arrested and I love that he got angry at the police officers for arresting her yeah. <laughs> like how dare you you touched her you handcuffed her yeah no yeah. you cannot do this yes I also love that he could smell her arousal I love when they can smell the arousal. I don't know what it is, but it's like it's like one of my favorites because he says, I could smell you, your arousal, your fear, your curiosity. Oh, I find that embarrassing. Really? I, I don't. I know you can smell me and I don't want you to like or if you do, just don't point it out to me, please. Oh, see, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, it doesn't always happen at good times. No, but in books, I like it. Yeah. I mean, like in books, I, I, not in real life. No, if if I smell to you in real life, please stay away from me and go tell <laughs> me to take a shower. A hundred percent. Oh, no. you there. Well, there is an odor about the lady bits when yeah. you're aroused. Sure. And sometimes you can smell it and you kind of go, oh, this is not the time nor the place. I have to cross my legs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sorry, we're going to go on a tangent because this is trigger warning romance. I recently saw a TikTok my god this phone needs to stop texting it's work it is nine o'clock yeah no you're off duty 
you're off duty. My phone is blowing up and unfortunately it is connected to my computer. So like every three minutes, the freaking text messages go off. See that again. Hey, hey, stop it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to mute my phone. I'm going to put do not disturb. Oh, why are you still doing that? I told, I put you on do not disturb. See what I mean? See what I mean? It's fine. Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. We're just going to have to deal with it because apparently <laughs> my work group chat has decided that it needs to blow up at 9.08 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Um, I, Oh, I was going to tell you about a TikTok that I saw. Oh, about yes. Od- odors. Yes. <laughs> apparently, when people go to the nail salon and you get a pedicure in the summertime, if you're wearing a skirt, the the people can smell you. <gasps> I will never, ever wear a skirt. I just had a pedicure done recently. Luckily, I was not wearing a skirt. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was I was absolutely appalled. Oh, oh, that hurts me. Yeah, everybody, now we know. Okay, I never thought about that before, but it makes total sense because they're... File under things I wish I didn't know. Well, no, you, you wish you did because now you're not going to ever do that again. Like, I don't want them to smell me. I'm I'm wearing like a full-on sweatsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. But this one, I, I mean, this had, so the rich, handsome, sexy guy mm-hmm. who was obsessed beyond belief, stalker, um, jealous, but softened. Yes. She softens his rough edges and- and she quiets his mind. He was very, that's really for him when he went from, I want to physically hurt her. Yeah. Because he did. I mean, he really wanted to hurt her for having this pull on him, for having this hold on him, for Mm -hmm. taking up all this brain space. He didn't know how to handle it. So he was like, I will kill her and then this will not be a problem. Yeah. And then eventually he realized, wait a minute, that's not what I want to happen. Yeah, that I think that's really when it happened was at that dinner when his their parents kind of like sprung it upon them to um yeah because his mom totally set it up. I don't think her mom had anything to do about it. No, because it was the mom's charity. Yes, it was his mom's charity, and she invited Lucy and her mom. And when they sh- when they all showed up, there were no place cards. No, just, oddly enough. Oddly enough, there were place cards. So he didn't see it coming until he literally saw her coming. Because <laughs> it says, by the time Lucy and her mother reached the table, I knew it was too late. All I could do was hope like fuck that she did not recognize my voice. Uh, spoiler alert. She totally, totally recognized, recognized his voice. voice. But that's when I feel like uh, in the bathroom, when he corner- cornered her. Oh, hang on, I gotta read it. It says like, I really thought one touch would kill me, and yet here I am, alive and breathing. She says, are you sure about that? And he uh-huh. says, I've never felt more alive than I do right now touching you, as his <sighs> hand runs up her bare thigh. Oh, yeah, that was so cool. So she goes shopping with her mother. Oh, yeah. And she tries on a bunch of different dresses, and she has no idea that he has hacked into the security cams at the dress shop. And when he sees her in this black dress, which he absolutely loves, and she decides not to get that one, he has he buys it and sends it to her place. The $300,000 necklace. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he thought because he he was really even when he broke into her apartment to like remember that first scene where he she was asleep and he like jerked off with her bra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Um. You could never do that with my bra, by the way. My bras are way too stiff for that nonsense. Yeah, you could fit your entire ball sack and cock in just one of my cups. Yeah. I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> I think we're of the same uh, voluptuous uh, kind of, uh, how do you say? Softig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he wouldn't touch her like when he was there because I thought, I really thought, where we were going at first was like the somnophilia route, which I'm all down for where he was going to do stuff to her while she was asleep. But he mm-hmm. was too scared to touch her because he thought he wouldn't be able to stop himself. Like once he touched her. Yep. But once he figured out at that, in that bathroom, that he could touch her. It was game over. That's it. 
And that went, you know, eventually she said, you know, let's try this. Let's do this. Well, yeah. I mean, in her words, like you said, like, okay, she she had also been extremely horny at that point because he had scared off all the guys and she was having a conversation, I think, with her friend or something. Like, that's it. There we go. That, I thought that was fascinating. She wasn't a virgin. Yes. And he admitted that it killed him, but <laughs> she wasn't a virgin. Right? Yeah. I do love that. But she was telling her friend that, like, she had she's had like this crazy dry spell. Nobody was even talking to her. Like, was something wrong with her? And it's because anybody who ever did talk to her was scared off or murdered. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, the this line was funny. Was hot as hell. I don't know what that says about me, but remember when he said that he wanted to keep her in the jar and watch her come over and over again? Where is that line? His war, his words haunt me. If I could lock you in a glass jar and watch you come over and over again, I would. Yeah. Remind me of like Tinkerbell. You know, look, I know we're not supposed to like that kind of obsessive behavior. But I think any of us who read romance absolutely love that. There's just something about having this this man so head over heels in love with you like he wants every he wants to know everything about you and be with you all the time and the overprotective i mean i think in real life i might hate that mm -hmm. but i'd be curious to try it see i think she actually hit it right on the head i because lucy at one point says that maybe not from this specific man in particular but the kind of devotion is the, but this kind of devotion is exactly what she was looking for just in a less, I'm going to lock you in the basement and more in like, I'm going to make you my queen kind of way. I was right. trying to, exp my freaking text messages, I'm going to murder all these people I work with. Not re not really, but yes. So uh, I was trying to explain this to my husband in the last episode because he was appalled. Like he, he knew what I was reading, but I don't think he ever read what I actually. That's right, because you guys did Sons of the uh, sins, sins of the father, of the father right? yeah which yes, was which i have read yes which is tame comparatively to this book yeah. right oh yeah and a lot of books even it's tame comparatively to a lot of zoe's other books but my husband who grew up you know he's a white straight male who's been kind of taught his entire life like this is not what to do you know mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden i'm telling him no this is really hot was baffled because he's like this is 2023 we're not supposed to do this anymore and I, I was trying to explain to him like but this this kind of obsession just makes us feel wanted you know mm -hmm. and in the end we all just want to be desired and we all want to be wanted yep so while again I don't really want this in real life my caveman brain turns on or book brain as I like to call it and I'm like yeah this is great like I, I want to feel that way I want to be desired I want zero right. questions about my partner wanting me I don't want there ever be a doubt yeah and and remember again you know have, being a multi multi-millionaire helps yes it it sort of softens the stalker tendency when they can buy you three hundred thousand dollar necklaces and other and and beautiful dresses and the giant penis and the beautiful out like muscle body yeah and, yeah yeah i understand all that yeah dominic mckinley as she says is captivatingly beautiful in a creepy way undead sort of way i'm down i am <laughs> so down for this the only thing that I didn't find very believable is that he was a college student and everybody was afraid of him. I guess it's because of his family connection more than anything. Yeah. Okay. It was the family connection. And so McKinley is his dad's last name, which is his uncle, who is also a nut job. Okay. Um, his mom who comes from the other the other side they that's uh, mom mom is the sister of uncle zach 
And so Uncle Zach and all that, he's also got money and a name that's well known mm. and all that. But McKinley is known for being a little crazy. So okay. and I'm sure he's got the the look, like the way he would stare daggers and do whatever he needed to do. Yeah. I just uh college romance is probably like the youngest I would read. Like when I read a lot of these high school books, I'm like, mm, I don't believe it. But again, I think I would have eaten it up if I was younger. Now, mm-hmm. as an older 30 some year old lady, I'm like, yeah. really? Like a high school student? It's not scary. Again, a college student is definitely more believable. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, he's a college student who drives a, um, what is it, a McLaren? Is I think that it was what a it is? Bentley. Bentley, something. Yeah. Like, it's, he's just not your typical standard college kid. No, and neither is she because, right? You no, know, they're both come from. She bought her own house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at that at one point he even said to his mom, because his mom was like, make sure you have breakfast, you know, like, <laughs> and he's like, mom, I've been living here for two years by myself. And she's like, oh, please, you have a butler and stuff like, let's not pretend right. that you're doing this oh, all by yourself. Okay, So that's the other thing, right? So here's this big, mean stalker guy who buys pig farms to feed the bodies to that he kills for touching his girl. And then his mom comes around and he's a big mush (laughs) marshmallow who's like, yes, mom, I don't want to do anything to upset my mom. She's my mom. Yeah, it was so sweet. I love, (laughs) I think you needed that sweet side of him, at least to see a little bit of like clearing, like, okay, like there's a little bit of hope here with with our Lucy girl. Because if he can be this kind of normal and nice with his mom, he can do a little bit of that with Lucy. And I love that the dad would threaten him with, I'll tell your mom, because he knew that would, more than anything, would would work. Yeah. Oh, man. No, this was a fun book. Do we dare? Do we dare talk about the end? Of course. We have to talk about the end. Damn ending. The cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. He takes her out on this fancy date that his cousin helped plan. And he takes her to a private airstrip where they get on a private plane because he's going to fly her someplace fancy for dinner and the fucking plane crashes and you're just left there yes but they do say they love each other on that plane well, yes those are their final words <laughs> on the way down the way down i love you i love you well that's see now if you're ready for the blurb yeah okay go ahead okay blurb well us. they obviously they they obviously both survive obviously because obviously we wouldn't have a part two but she wakes up and she has amnesia. Amnesia. <gasps> yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love amnesia. So now he's got to win her all over again. Oh, man. I hope he's just me just as crazy. <laughs> We're going to find out, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> On August 14th. Oh, that's we'll two and a half weeks. It'll be fine. Yeah, she has amnesia. Oh, man. That's exciting. I'm stoked. So now we could. Th- so all we need left is pregnancy, unplanned pregnancy. And we've covered almost everything. Well, I'm sure that last I have a feeling. OK, because I have these inklings when I read dark romance that last time when they had sex without a condom, I was oh. like. And then remember, she fainted because of all the blood. I was like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. She has to. She has to be pregnant. Oh my God. I am. I'm going. OK. Okay, you heard it first. That's going on the record as saying <laughs> she's pregnant. We are going to get the pregnancy and the amnesia in the book. I think I think that'll be the perfect kind of dark romance because now she has to figure out what the hell she's going to do with him. She's pregnant with his baby. Oh, there you go. I love it. But she doesn't remember him. No. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, how? See, and I'm usually much better about checking whether a book when it's a when it's a duet is mm-hmm. part of if the second one is out yet yeah but they fooled me because the second one was out for pre-order so when you go onto amazon you could see that two books were there okay and i did pay attention to that the second book wasn't out it was just on pre-order like god damn it that's okay you gotta you only have a few weeks left <laughs> i'm sorry but oh it was so good it was. It was amazing. If you like this, I mean, obviously you like Dark Romancer, you wouldn't be listening. But if you like the stalker, the completely obsessed, I know where you are at every minute of every hour of every day, 
kind of a stalker, this guy is it for you. Yeah. If you liked Haunting Adeline, you'd like this. This is not as dark as Haunting Adeline, if you can imagine somehow. I'm trying to trying to think about that. It's it's on my to-do list. I just keep it's very long. The, the, and the book two of it, it's haunting and hunting. Hunting is much, much darker. And like I said, the, the two books are very long. Like they're like 600 pages. Like they're very. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're long. But and, and she puts a lot in there. So this is a haunting Adeline light. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also like it's you know I love the tropes so it all the tropes I wish there was some somnophilia in this but I'll let it slide maybe in the next book <laughs> well, the somnophilia is then you have to make sure they don't wake up during the middle of it that's why you drug them oh is that what it is <laughs> that's why gotcha. you drug them first <laughs> okay well that that's important then that's good to know I just had a whole conversation with Vivian Murdoch about that so oh did you yes some things are coming they're in the works oh, oh that's so funny because i just talked to her yesterday too about something else that she's working on yeah that she had quite she had questions for me oh yeah i she was asking me for some recommendations of things i want to see in books and i gave her some oh, i saw that yes yes and uh, i gave her some recommendations in her, in the dms and <laughs> i loved her reaction to like you're so dirty I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. Do you know me? <laughs> See, I am. I, it's so funny because somebody was asking like what our favorite trope is. Oh. And I, and for me, if I had to narrow it down, I am a sucker for the damsel in distress. Oh. I love a good damsel in distress story. Now, if you throw in all the other stuff too, that's even better. But if you at the very least, she has to be rescued. Something's happening. She's... She's being stalked by a not nice person or, you know, somebody's out, to, her ex-husband's out to kill her, mm. something. Um, she's being sex trafficked, something, and she has to be rescued. I'm just, I I love a damsel in distress. My favorite trope, if I, ha oh man, that's a hard one. I feel like dubcon and non-con have to be mm -hmm. because I just love, that there's so many different aspects to do them, like, and and all the reasons for the the dub con and the non con, like I read, I can't remember what it was, but there was um a book, I think it was a, uh, I gotta find it, but it it was like one of those like auction books, like they they Ooh. sell they sell a person yes. at auction, and he buys her. And he has to um, have sex with her in front of the whole auction. Oh, yes. And obviously that's like a non-con situation. But then yeah. we find out that like he had to do it because I can't remember the book. I'm going to see if I can find it. And I'll see if I can link it in show notes once I find it. But um, he had to do it because otherwise somebody would have like killed his family or something. It was just, right. you know, it was one of those crazy in a good way like i don't mean crazy bad but like crazy so, books sometimes they have to do that if they're undercover so they've got to have sex too yes oh that was the Keep other one going. I, oh my god i see if i could find it there was um you might like this book too it was it's a duet it's um he he kidnaps her and puts her in a cage for like a year and ooh and it's and it takes place in this like under undercover world of like dungeons and stuff, and then we find out that he had to do it because he was undercover himself trying to bring down this organization, and the real bad guy had his eyes set on her, so he had yeah. to take her first before the other guy, and then she, you know once this all comes to to be and he's like look I couldn't just like have you hanging out in the room watching Netflix because you know if he you know he was part of this organization and he had the key to every room if he would just walk in and wa see you chilling like he would know something was up so I had to be you know mean to you I had to lock right. you up I had to do all these things to you Um, and that and that's where 
book one ends and then book two is them trying to figure out how to make it work together Mm -hmm. you know um i'll see if i can find that book for you guys i know you're gonna want to read it guys (laughs) so yes that's why i love non-con because there's just so many i mean i also love it because it's hot don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but i just love all the different stories you can do with it there you go yeah <laughs> you this i finally figured out how to mute this but you know this thing is still going off this chat, group chat at 9 30 on a wednesday i'm gonna kill them you're kidding i can't believe like I can't believe and it. it's nothing important you said no i needed this book because i'd been i'd been in um a daddy phase okay so i'd been reading a lot of a lot of daddy books, which is fun. And I love it. That's why I was in that daddy phase. But it'd been a while since I'd, since I had done a dark romance. I think probably hadn't, I hadn't had any dark romance since our last book that we did together, Target This. I think I needed like a cleansing after that okay. one. Yeah. And so then. <laughs> <laughs> that one was, that one was rough. So then I feel like I've made up for that one now with this book. Look. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. But also that book was a great, choice because it wasn't a conventional romance and we could have that conversation about is it or is it not so I think that it's fine uh I I don't want you to feel bad about it I I heard your your podcast and how you're like I have to apologize (laughs) like it's fine it's fine um I just you know I just love talking about romance to people in general so well I I forget because like there's stuff that I will read that really it's it, it's listed in the romance category because I don't think they quite know where to put it otherwise. Yeah. But it's not necessarily romance. Like I'm in the middle of one by Claire Thompson now where this crazed guy steals. Um, he's he's obsessed and fallen in love with this actor actress. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that only he can save her and train her. It's actually called obsession. Okay. And he kidnaps her. He basically pretends to be her limo driver and drives off with her in the car. And now he's sexually training her and he's holding her hostage. And I, I, I haven't gotten to the end yet, so I don't know if she Stockholm syndrome falls in love with him or not, but yeah, like to me that I still consider that part of romance because he loves her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think so. It, you don't know if it's romance until the end. That's the thing. Like, is yeah. there a happily ever after or is there not? So, right. um, or even a happily for now. Like a happily for now is okay too. So. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I love romance. God, I, it's just, there's so many fun stories. And I've been in a little bit of a book slump recently. Um, just because mm-hmm. of, I have a lot going on and at work and just nothing bad, but just busy and. I feel like nothing was really holding my attention. So I'm, I was a little nervous when you told me to read this book. So I was like, I hope I can read it. Like, I hope I can get through it, but it sucked me in. So thank you. Right. Cause it was, you're welcome. <laughs> it was what I needed to like get back into the swing of things. I feel like a lot of times I just fall down the TikTok rabbit hole and we're just like doom scrolling for hours. And then before you know it, you're yes. like, I haven't done anything productive. Okay. And then do you get the obnoxious people who come on? On TikTok and now tell you you've been on for a long time and yes. maybe you shouldn't be on. I'm like, bitch, shut up. I can, I'm can. i a grown-ass adult. I pay my bills. I have a job. I can do what I want. And if I want to spend hours scrolling TikTok, then let me yeah. without your oh. judgment. Yeah, I feel like I need to, for my own uh, sanity and well-being, like put a limit of time. Like, like, I don't know. I think you can do that, like where it tells you. Like, yeah, you can. I think I need to do that because I spend stupid amounts of time on it in the middle of the night when I'm feeding the baby and I'm like I could be reading a book instead of doom scrolling in the middle of the night so oh see I I what I do is I I'll give myself deals read two chapters and then you can watch five posts Mm. now you do two chapters and five posts and it's I make little deals with myself I just need to hide my phone like I just need to hide my phone and read from my kindle and not my phone because Ah, if that phone pings at all I get distracted. You saw how distracted I was with those stupid work messages. So I just need to hide it. I hide well, it so and read. So it's funny. This weekend I had um, 
I hosted a BDSM play party Ooh. in my dungeon. I have, I have, I converted my basement when it's not the recording studio. It's a B, <laughs> it's a BDSM dungeon. And at the end of the party, I was just talking to somebody and they mentioned something about shifter romance. And I went, Oh, Oh honey, you need <laughs> recommendations for shifter romance. And, and her poor guy was just standing there waiting because you know what it's like with two women who love romance and they just start talking romance. And that was it. Yeah. He like had to just stand there and we were just talking and sharing and she pulls her phone out and starts writing down. Okay. Which ones do I read? Which ones should I read? I hope you told her to read Omega, um, the Andorra sector. That's the ones of some of I, my favorite. I did not. I'll have to send her that message about that. I was getting her started on my personal favorite in the, um, and they're not dark. So, okay. um, Julie Treadle's one true mate universe. I haven't read them, but oh yeah, if... it, it'll, it, you'll go down a rabbit hole because if I tell you there's something like 30 books, oh wow. In this, because she starts off with the main series and then the offshoot series. And then now the shifter college and then the security shifters. And we're just keep adding on to different, but it's all within this universe. I gotcha. So, so similar to like unhinged desires, characters you've seen in other books reappear in different books and you get to follow them. And I happen to love that. That's one of my favorite things is if you can read in a universe and previous um, characters that you've fallen in love with can reappear. So now it's like that these new books are almost like they're extended epilogues. Yes. I too enjoy reading, um, in like the multiverse, you know? Yes. So, mm -hmm. okay. I'll have to check those out, but I don't know if they're not dark. I try not. They're not dark. They, I mean, maybe one or two might have some trigger warnings because they're, um, the heroines have dealt with, you know, either rape or attempted rape or something like that, mm -hmm. but they're not. Yeah. See, I, I don't read, I go through spurts of like, okay, now I want some dark romance. Mm. Mm, now I need mafia. Nope. Now I need shifter. Whoop, I need motorcycle. Like see, I, I need all those, but they all need to be dark. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> you know, like I need a dark shifter. I'm in like, I'm in the mood for like a dark and motorcycle. I'm in the mood for a dark mafia. Um, I have been, I've been rereading a lot recently. I don't know. Like that's just in the mood I've been in. I reread, I reread a book today. Yeah. From Jen, from Jenna Jacob, because I got so excited. She announced her series, the series, and I went to go get it only to find out it was a series I'd already read. She just put new names and new covers on. Them. I hate when they do that. And, and it looks, if you, when you open it up, it does say, so there's no, yeah. But I was, I was like, oh, I love this author. And she's on Kobo Plus. I have Kobo Plus. I can do all this. So I ended up just going back and rereading at least one. I have discovered, in case anybody wants to know, there is a way within Goodreads to add your rereads so they count toward your total. Oh. Because I used to think, oh, I have to mark it as unread and reread and do all that. No. When you are in Goodreads on a book, what you can do is if you go down to add or edit dates read, oh, there's a little plus sign. And if you click on the plus sign, it will let you put down the second dates that you've read the book. Oh. And if they're within this year, they count. That's fun. I didn't know that that counts. And then I I learned that just recently because I was oh. always like, I, I, I'm reading an entire book and it's not going to count toward my goal for the year. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you know how many books I technically have read then this year? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because I've read, I'm up to 225 books. Yeah, I'm definitely not up to your speed. I'm like 50. With a, with a, <laughs> yeah, but I don't have young children yeah. with a goal of 400 books. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm not anywhere near that. I think I, I don't even know if I, let's see. Let's check out my Goodreads. Oh, I want to read 50. I want to read 57. That's a very strange number. Why, how did I come up with that? Oh, that's the books I want to read and I haven't read yet. Okay, I got you. I got me. I've got 276 oh my in my want to read books. I've stopped adding them through Goodreads because I forget and I just take screenshots now. 
And I just have a whole yeah. folder in my phone with screenshots of books I want to read. Well, some of these I don't even remember. Like some, the last time I updated this was like, I see ones from 2021 mm. on here. I've been rereading, like I said, I've been rereading a lot. Um, I've reread a bunch of Anna Zares recently and a lot of uh, Liliana Carlyle. I've reread her books. She's got like mm -hmm. all the Omega verse and stuff. So I've been I've been into that, but I'm excited because now I'm excited because now Kindle is telling me I should be reading all these Kylie Kent books. And um, oh, there's a lot of good ones. I'm telling you following his commands. That sounds fun. Following his orders, following his rules. <laughs> OK. And there's uh, the covers are fun. There's handcuffs, flowers. And I don't know what that is. Is that a gavel? I don't know. I can't tell what that is for following his rules but that sounds like fun oh yeah it's a lot but i have to read the you said the uncle's book is kind of dark so i gotta go back and read that one yeah and i think it's called like mckinley ranch or something like that okay sounds fun i mean i guess we could do palette cleansers but we already talked about a bunch of stuff we're reading so what's your palette cleanser oh i i'm like i don't even know because I'm in the, I, I'm literally in the middle of like five different books, <laughs> which is a problem because I, I'm still trying to slowly get through all the books that I purchased on stuff, your Kindle day. So I've started a couple and I've kind of been like, eh. I'm curious about double pucked. <gasps> I liked it. That's good. Is it a good one? Yes. Okay. That's on there. <laughs> I still haven't read Daisy Unchained which is the who cow book. Mm. I, I mean, there's so many and I really, I've got, I don't have ADHD until it comes to my books. Yeah. It's, then I'm, I'm terrible with that. Is Daisy Unchained by the same person that did the morning glory milking farm or no, no, I don't think uh, probably so. Probably not. No. Oh, Daisy Unchained stepbrothers, <laughs> sweet milky princess. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. I still got new uh, birthday girl on here. I've got a lot of books on here. Yeah, I have a lot too. Um, I'll I'll shout out the five that I'm in the middle of as well. Um Okay. Because I have not finished them because I like I said, it's not that they're bad books. I've just had like a tough time reading in general. But the ones that I'm in the middle of right now, I have five. I have the Golden Dynasty by Ashley Kristen. That's not really a dark romance. It's more like a fantasy land kind of, I would say Heather Gray. Right. Um, then Filthy by Serena Aykroyd. It's an Irish mafia dark romance, oh. which again, I liked it. It's just, you know, life. And then I just never finished it. Uh, Brutal Intentions by Lilith Vincent. I started, that was a fun book. And then oh, why does that that sounds so familiar? Um, it's book one of the Brutal Hearts. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't finished it. I think I, I don't even think I got very far. And then um the other the last one I want to mention is Bleed for Me by TD Craft. It's like a slasher romance. It's fun. It's a dark slasher romance. Slasher romance. Yeah. yeah. So and that one's pretty short. So like I just need to get through it. It's a very good, like it's good. Please. Don't any like it's it's only oh it's only like 182 pages. It's like really short. Um, so maybe I'll finish that one today. <gasps> I'm looking at brutal intentions. Okay. It's it's stepfather. Yes. Mafia. <laughs> yes. It's good. Ooh. Okay. Like I said, all of them are good. Um, and it has I'm, nothing. I'm, I'm just downloaded it. Yeah. You should read Bleed for Me too. That one's really good. If you like slasher stuff, because there's a lot of fun stuff in that book. So, and uh, TD is a really great author and I enjoy her books. I, I just, I just have issues focusing. I'm, I'm having difficulty focusing on books these days too. Yeah. Like every once in a while, one will come through. I'm, I'm working on um, King of Diamonds by Renee Rose. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up not even finishing it and skipping ahead and reading the second book in the series, which is Mafia Daddy. So I've got to go through. I've got so many. Yeah, I'm a mood reader, which is really the problem. 
because like I have to be in a specific mood for a book and I don't sometimes I can't figure out which mood that is so I have to go through like a bunch of books before I figure out oh yeah this is what I want to read so then I just go back and reread the other ones when I that's why I've been rereading a lot because I know what is in those books um well you know it's like like having comfort food but in a book Mm -hmm. 100 percent yeah so but yeah so um I did promise I would come back for the second book if we need if yes absolutely you have to come back we have well I started this journey we're gonna finish it damn it god damn it (laughs) so somewhere around August 14th (laughs) give it Gotta give me at least a day to read. No, no, yeah, definitely. And I'll probably read it faster. Again, I don't have young children. Yeah, you're gonna read it before me. A hundred percent. So it comes out August 14th. Give me like a week. Yes. Okay, we go. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, we could just if you if you're interested in learning more about um kink and BDSM, check out Pink Kink Podcast. We are on all major podcast platforms if you want to follow me on tiktok uh i'm pink kink podcast 2.0 and um you know if you have bdsm authors you want to throw my way i am happy to to read your stuff and review to act as a sensitivity reader um, I'm helping a couple of people with stuff like that, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Rara is so. a great wealth of information. So <laughs> I buy two favorite things in the entire world, kink and romance. Yay. So. <laughs> um, well, again, thank you so much for coming on. It's always so much fun to talk to you. Thank you. I always love talking to you, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll send you more. I'll be sending you more texts as more books come up. A hundred percent. Yeah, Rara, Rara <laughs> and I have a whole text thread now. Or, <laughs> um, my husband was even because I was like, oh yeah, Rara said it. he's like who, and then I was like, you know, Rara from Pinking. He's like, oh yes, that Rara. I've I've heard of her. Yes. Uh, oh, did he have a? Oh, he had a question for you. Yes. Hang on. Okay. Um, he wants to know if he is considered a brat. Would you consider him a brat? From what you've told me, I would call him, I would definitely say he's, he's a little bratty. Yeah. Because in order to, it is my theory that there's no such thing as a brat tamer. Mm-hmm. It's just, just the, the doms who are, have to out brat the brat. Yeah, it's like brat versus brat. Yeah. yeah. And who, and may the, may the best brat win. <laughs> yeah. So I told him, I'm pretty sure he's a brat or um, like because he he's definitely like an alpha hole and i feel like alpha holes are brats alpha hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> alpha hole alpha hole is one of my favorite tropes so <laughs> i love me an alpha hole just like a don't give a fuck i will do what i want and if you tell me what to do i will probably not do it just out of spite <laughs> i know that feeling right okay so i'll have to let him know because he was like, ask Rara. I, I don't know. He's, yes. I'm like, I don't really know either because I'm not really in that world, right? I'm not in the BDSM world. I am BDSM adjacent just through books and listening to podcasts and stuff. Well, I mean, brats are given the name brats because the same reason you would call a child a brat. Yeah, no. Um, we're, yeah, no. He's definitely a brat. <laughs> and we are raising two brats because of that. Yeah, I I've raised one of those. Yeah. My other two are not brats, but my my daughter is a mini me, so she is an absolute brat. Yeah, you know, in the actually speaking of this book, uh, where the father was talking to um the hero, and he said, "It's too bad that you're you you were born smart, like you're too smart for your own good." Yeah, I feel like that's my kids. Like it's great, I'm happy that they are smart, but damn, they're manipulative little bastards gonna be more of a challenge for you definitely i'm trying to teach i've been trying to teach them russian and they both understand russian i know that they do but they refuse to speak it at least the older one does the little one's still barely speaking but the older one refuses to speak it and whenever i tell her like mommy doesn't speak english she just deadpans me she's like you speak to dad all the time like you are lying i'm like damn Mm -hmm. it (laughs) like you got a point, but like, speak to me in Russian. 
you just see, that's when you, I believe in the, in the B methodology of raising children, bribery and blackmail. <laughs> Love it. Definitely do the bribery part for sure. Yeah. yeah blackmail. Blackmail is good too. I do a little bit of that. I do a little bit of that. I do the threatening, you know, if you, I'm, there you go. The, uh, if you don't pick up your toys, they're all going, whatever's on the floor is going in the garbage. <laughs> Oh my God. I did that with my kid once. I, I, and I actually, they watched me bag it all up in a garbage bag and then they totally, and I put it away and they forgot about it. I found a garbage bag full of toys like <laughs> months later. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh shit. You see the goddamn toys that when I said I would throw them out, they went, okay, go ahead. And they were right. I did. And they didn't care. They did not care. That just shows how many care. toys they probably had. Oh yeah. Same, same here. <laughs> anyway, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please check out Rara's podcast, Pink, 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 Kink podcast. It's a tongue twister, that. See, I don't even think about it, just pinking. Like, it just flows <laughs> for me now at this point because I say it so much. Yes. Uh, and um, not sure what. Oh, and next week, tune in when we have another guest host. And uh, we are going to be not reading, but watching 365 Days. <gasps> Ooh. So everybody go watch the first 365 days and then uh, tune back in next week when we have a full-on discussion. That is a movie. That That is a yeah. movie. I haven't seen the second one yet. I haven't either because I've been saving it for the podcast. So, But I have seen the first one. So There you go. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Take care. Bye.